Hello everyone, this podcast is brought to you by Om Apparel. Om is a men's clothing brand that wants to encourage more fellas to do yoga. Yoga is in their DNA and it's reflected in everything they do from being kinder to the environment by using sustainable recycled fabrics to their recycled paper packaging and their focus on men's health. I use on myself, I wear their clothing, you'll be able to see that if you look at my Instagram. And uh, it's proof, you see, I do wear their stuff. Uh, their fabrics are eco-certified um, you know, because we don't want to, we want to look after our planet and we want to be responsible for manufacturing as much as we can. So if you'd like to buy some clothing to practice yoga or comfortable movement and look good at the same time, go to om.com forward slash hashtag T-Y-L-P. So that's O-H-M-M-E dot com forward slash hashtag T-Y-L-P. Check out our full range of active wear for men. Choose what you want. Put in the promo code Kevin at checkout and you get 15% off your items. That's Kevin at checkout for 15% off. Om.com forward slash hashtag TYLP. Second sponsor is 108 Asana Yoga Sequencing Cards by Yoguru. Helping you to simplify your sequencing to bridge that gap between your studio classes and your home practice. They make your practice accessible at home, when you're traveling, or even when you're building a class. All their cars are designed with your individual needs, levels of experience, giving you all the information you need from alignment cues to level guides, anatomy coding, and the Sanskrit to English translations. If you go to their website, yogaroo.ie, and you put in the promo code Kevin, that's 10% off your cards. So yogaroo.ie, promo code Kevin for 10% off your cards. Third and final sponsor is Small Changes. No promo code, no commission. Go to smallchanges.ie, check them out. Whole food store that produce or provide organic food <laughs> and other things for um, for your consumption, for your mindful consumption. If you're in the Dublin area, John Condra and soon to be Glass Nevin, check them out. Bring down your refillable cup and get 50 cent off your brew. That's small changes. Okay, today my guest is someone who's quite familiar to me. She's my missus, my girlfriend, or if you want to be mature, uh, she's my partner. Yeah, Rachel. Uh, this is stories from our time in Bali. Some of the highs, some of the lows, um, and all the truth. Hope you enjoy it. Let's do this. Put it a bit closer, darling. Right, let's talk about Bali. We're starting now. So um, we're sitting here, me and Rach, in our housecoats. <laughs> in England, we call them dressing gowns or robes um, to talk about Bali. And um, it's been two weeks since Bali? Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, about two weeks. Um, we decided to go to Bali back in February. That's when we booked it. And we booked it on... <clears throat> February 1st and actually actually hold on a sec let's talk about travel genio the scumbags travel genio <laughs> yeah this is um like a watchdog report so we we booked our flights through skyscanner and I've used skyscanner a lot which I think a lot it's kind of a typical way to book isn't it like yeah a lot of people use it but when you book through skyscanner there's a middleman company who I assume take a commission and normally, I don't think about it twice. You know, you just pick the cheapest one. 
So we booked our flights through Skyscanner. We got a confirmation email with our itinerary. So, okay, that's great. And then about three days before we were due to take off, Rach brought it to my attention that we hadn't got a reminder emailed saying, make sure to check in or, you know, yeah, because you don't think about it. You book the holiday and then you just go, oh, that's booked. I'm going to start packing and hmm. I'm going to start uh, shopping and looking up things to do. You don't think, oh, should I be keeping an eye on the flights until like a couple of days before? Exactly. It was only it was the day before. It was only um, the day before we flew because I oh, said God. I haven't got hmm. um, that that email to say, oh, you can check in online now. God, it was so terrifying. I know. Yeah, actually, you're <laughs> right. It was a day before. So this is a warning for anyone who uses Skyscanner in general and and uh, a sh- a calling out the scumbags at Travel Genio. They, um, I called Travel Genio or tried to get in touch with them, couldn't. Checked the emails and realised that uh, we only ever, ever received one from them since February. So I then called Emirates directly and they checked the flight and said that our names my name and rachel's name were on were reserved but the booking had been cancelled so they had the travel agency travel genio had booked the flight on february 1st and then cancelled it on february 2nd essentially keeping the money and we had paid without actually having a flight with emirates so the day before we were supposed to go we had no flight and it's very sneaky because on their website, when it was booked, I got the confirmation email and I went on to the site and it said, like, I had the status and I had the flight number. So, you're, or the, you know, all the details for the Emirates flight. And you think, oh, yeah, everything is, is fine. Hmm. And we were worried about, you know, we better make sure we get insurance and get all these little side bits because once it's done, it's boxed off. But you said that the, that the status was cancelled, wasn't it? Yeah, but the day that it was booked, it had, you know, status confirmed uh, confirmed, and it had all these flight details attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. So then I then I decided, right, Travel Genia, who is this company? I've actually never heard them before. I'd heard of Expedia and these other middlemen agencies. And I put their name into Trustpilot, which I should have done in the first place. You just, again, I made the assumption. And their average review rating on Trustpilot was something like one star out of five and it was just all the reviews said do not trust these guys i booked my flight through skyscanner and then they cancelled uh, straight away uh, and i never got my money back so i thought god this is really concerning um oh, i'm going to call them up call them up was on put on wait for ages uh, i must have called i don't know four or five times spoke to people who couldn't speak english um and it was a premium number and actually i got my phone bill through last week and it was a hundred euro more than it normally is normally it's 25 it's 125 euro in my phone bill yeah um but i and i essentially threatened threatened legal action on them to say uh, you know we this is out of order we've we've been our flight has been cancelled and uh long story short they actually refunded rach in the end because yeah. rach treated me to it for my birthday um and uh they uh, so they refunded us which is great but the downside was i ended up having to pay for the flight the day before we were leaving so it cost three and a half three thousand six hundred it cost us to go to bali to fly out there and return three thousand six hundred <laughs> euro 
Just start say that again. Right? <laughs> Let's just emphasize that. Yeah, and I think originally... And we didn't get the refund straight away. It took about a week. Yeah, so we're there. So we're in Bali, like four grand down. Yeah. Plus the original. It was just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, and, and not even knowing if we were going to get a flight over. And then we couldn't mm. sit together either because um, we did it last minute. But anyway... But it all worked out. It all worked out. It all worked out in the end. <laughs> we um, got there. But So yeah, travel genius. I'll say that for the third and final time. <laughs> Avoid them. And uh, it's it, probably best not to do an intermediate or have a middleman person like go on Skyscanner. That's what I think I want to do. Go on Skyscanner and um, have a look at the flights and then go directly to the airlines mm. instead of having somebody else book. It's just a, it's a small bit of hassle, but for yeah. an extra for a few Peace extra cli- yeah for a yeah. few extra clicks you're dealing directly with the airline yeah. um and <laughs> so then we're like yeah we, we're actually saying should we bother going for three and a half grand is it actually yeah. worth it and we said no do you know what um we want to go on holiday together it's our first big holiday together um mm. and uh so we decided yeah we'll do it and then and then we actually by the way, if I skip any bits, Rach, you know, feel free to take me back. Okay. Uh, take me back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, we're all right. Although we said we'd never talk about the money thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. We made a pact with each other to never discuss the money um, because it was such a big deal. We, that day was horrible. It was so stressful. Will we go? Will we not go? The holiday's ruined. How are we going to afford it? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, uh and then so fair that, enough we'll tell the people yeah exactly <laughs> tell, tell the people exactly. so uh, then we actually then the next day we were leaving for bali and um we got a text that morning saying that we one of us had been upgraded to business class <laughs> <laughs> and we spent hours going oh i'm gonna take it I was like, see ya <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like oh well you know maybe we could do half you can go there for half the flight and then we can swap and yeah you know and we we're like, okay, one of us is upgraded, and we we're having, we we're slagging each other the whole way, going, oh no, I'm, it's going to be me who's upgraded. It's just who, you know, whoever gets the upgrade, because it said one, and we didn't know which one it was. And then when we went there, they were like, oh, your boat upgraded. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, because they were <laughs> in my first ever time in business class, and it was your first time, Rich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And. um no, it, there's, there's it was like spot the peasants. It was so <laughs> bad. Everyone around us was just sitting there and ju- like completely, like as if it was completely normal to just lay down on a bed on a plane. It was like what? Yeah. They came over straight away and said, "Would you like? <clears throat> sorry, would you like um, freshly squeezed orange juice while you <laughs> while you wait for your champagne?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" I know. We were being, we were being like so unclassy. I was calling Rach um, <laughs> on my phone, using you know, calling from my seat to her seat and stuff like this. So that that made that, that made a huge difference. And I think I checked it out afterwards. Flying business class is about, um, I think, let's say like a regular seat is a thousand quid. To fly business class is about sixteen hundred <laughs> or something. So it's almost like a third more. Um, I think that. I wouldn't. I don't believe in spending money on many things, but I think it might be worth it. You know, if if you were doing that flight a lot, because it made a huge <laughs> a huge difference. We could lie down, we could move around. Uh, it was a- like a holiday before the holiday. Yeah, it really was. It was like a four star hotel. Yeah, they came over with a cocktail menu, like <laughs> on, a, on a on a plane. Yeah. What is the this? hot towels as well oh on the, for my the face. God. 
they just they came around every few minutes with champagne and they came around with organic chocolate and yeah oh God. they came around and they said oh because it's an evening flight we put mattresses down mm. the, cl- the chairs reclined the full way back and then they put mattresses down for you to sleep yeah oh my god and all, and all the little free things as well the toothbrushes and the whatever they gave you yeah we were taking all the freebies <laughs> but, um, so um so then we got got to bali and we um oh my god so when you before you here's a bit of advice one don't use travel genio <laughs> <laughs> two have a chauffeur or oh, i said that when you're posh way chauffeur have a driver. A, a driver sorry a driver yeah. arranged for you when you get to the airport because i started getting a little bit stressed we got there and it was um we had no driver arranged so i had to find a driver everyone is bugging you which is to be expected and um I think you, were, Rachel, was kind of enjoying the novelty of it, but I was trying to sort it out, you know. <laughs> I was laughing. But they weren't really annoying me. They were annoying Kevin a lot more. Yeah. He obviously knew that he was going to be making the decision here. <laughs> He's walking around all stressed, looking at his phone, and I'm just sauntering behind going, oh. Yeah. And everybody is pulling him left and right. Yeah. So we ended up get, uh, getting, I, I just called the place we were staying, Airbnb, to, to pick us up in the end, which we should have done in the first place. But, um... And then when we got to our Airbnb, it was in... So we started off in Ubud. Or how do the Americans say it? Ubud. Ubud. Ubud, yeah. Ubud. Well, we're saying Ubud, right? That's like, <laughs> there's a U there. There's a U. <laughs> exactly. Ubud. Um, we started... We did one week in Ubud and one week in Changu. And in Ubud, we stayed in a a villa that was... Had it had its own pool. No one else was really staying in the villa, and um, it it was nice. But the one one thing that's really hard to get used to is the sound of the geckos. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What the fuck is that?" It was <laughs> so like funny. I thought there's a frog in the room. I thought the, I thought it was a bird. I don't know what it was. Yeah. No, it was fu- the funny. It's like the the whole the <laughs> the first night we stayed there in the middle of the night. I wake up and Kevin is like pulling things apart, looking through the wardrobe. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I've heard, I think there's a frog in here. Like, the, so what? There's a frog. I, I don't know what the noise is. And um, I just like go back asleep, go back asleep, like taking no notice of it at all. And then um, <laughs> the second night, we're drifting off asleep. <laughs> the noise. And oh my God, it's like, it's, I don't know. I've never. You, Google the sound of a gecko. Yeah, that's the best thing to do. I was going to do an impression of it there, but I Give thought... It a go. <laughs> that's quite good. It's like, it's <laughs> awful. But we, it's hard to... Know, like, there's no way we would have found out what the noise was because you can't Google what is this noise yeah. <laughs> into your phone. <laughs> so I was like, what is... I it was actually terrifying. The, fr- the first night I heard it, terrified because I was like, God, there's something in here. Yeah. We couldn't find anything and we pulled the place apart. Yeah. But then <laughs> we went to a yoga class then the following day and mid-yoga class, the teacher's like, make the sound of the Bali gecko. <laughs> <laughs> we just burst out laughing <laughs> in the middle of the class. That's it. Yeah, um, yeah we went to, that was actually our first class, um, was in Radiantly Alive. Mm. Shout out to them. Um, a really nice little studio, because in, in Ubud you have Radiantly Alive, which is a smaller studio, and then you have Yoga Barn, which is a lot bigger. And 
Radiant Life was just really close to us. Mm. So it was really nice in there. It's like real sharp, you could what you call a shala. And um, the yoga was, we did like a morning flow, it was gentle, it was, it was really enjoyable. Um, and um, so that that was a nice, that was a nice experience. I mean, we had a we had a great time in Ubud, and but we found that getting around was a bit of a hassle because the footpaths, oh, oh my so god, bad. the footpaths are so. I, w- I wouldn't even call them a footpath. No, no, it's like debris. Yeah. Um, a big massive holes in in the footpath, and if you're walking with flip flops and it's <laughs> late at night, it was really quite dangerous. Because uh, I said, "There's no way I'm getting a motorbike." And I, I, I like, I, I've, I've owned a motorbike before, and I've driven them in Vietnam, and you know, uh, but I didn't want to risk, you know, Rach hurting Rach. If I had an accident, I wouldn't feel good if like Rach was on it and she hurt herself. But we, we just thought, do you know what? We can't be walking on these footpaths all the time. So I think the second day we rented a, a scooter, yeah. we and then we got it, collected it, collected it the third day, and it was a game changer. It really was in terms of getting around. Um, how do you find the bike? Awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the biggest cause of stress ever. It was awful. And I was trying not to mention it too much when we were there because I didn't want to make it a big thing. I didn't want to have a discussion around it every time we got on. Like, are you sure? Is this going to be okay? So I just was like, okay, I'm just going to get on this. Hold my breath for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> when we go up the mountains or wherever yeah. we went but um there's there's no regulation at all getting a motorbike over there no. you just pop into the shop what was it, it was like a fiver a day or something mm-hmm. ridiculous so cheap mm. um and all they all they want is the money yeah. and um they just took down your address and then we had to ask for helmets as well yeah the helmets they gave us were ropey and i had to be you know they weren't they weren't giving them to us they were just like oh yeah i'll show you the bike and you were like um can we get helmets, helmets? Yeah. yeah but but the bike it was it was a game changer i didn't realize you felt so like um stressed about it but you, you hit it well <laughs> so thank you for repressing your feelings around me <laughs> for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> it's a healthy relationship uh, oh god it was just the first oh, the first time we got on because i'd never been on a motorbike before the only reason i got on was because kevin owned a motorbike before and he um, rode one and crashed, <laughs> crashed it twice <laughs> yeah well I didn't find that out until the holiday I'm there I'm terrified about the motorbike the man's like oh hop on and, you, and you're like oh yeah hop on the back there he didn't even go through any sort of all he did was this say turn it on this say turn it <laughs> off this is go this is stop and I'm like okay Kevin did this before it's grand <laughs> um and then uh, riding along for a couple of days and then we're sitting in a restaurant and he's like oh did I ever tell you what happened with the other motorbike I just you know I crashed it and then another time I didn't stop at the lights quick enough and I just had to jump off and <laughs> I'm like oh yeah okay <laughs> I know yeah the thing about in, in Bali is um, it seems to work well because people use their horn uh, as a, a notification as opposed mm. to a warning. They don't, they're not all, all out, of, out of anger. So people are constantly beeping just to let you know where they are. And it actually works quite well. The only thing you have to be wary of is people maybe driving drunk. Because we've seen one accident. <sighs> and the guy, it happened right next to us. He, they, they clashed and he skidded off the bike and the whole back of his leg, his calf muscle got peeled o- open, down. peeled down. Ugh. And you know, the medical term for that is called degloving. 
Oh, right. Uh, sorry, sorry. Where'd you get that from? I was talking about it to a friend. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because I said, because they said, oh, there's a picture of you on a motorbike. I thought you'd never do that. God, I was terrified. And I t- told them about the accident. They said, yeah, she works in a hospital. She said, the medical term is degloving. Oh, Jesus when they God. When it peels all the way down. Oh, oh God. It was, I know. It was pretty nasty. Um, but... um. Yeah, so that would, but but the bike worked out okay in the end. I mean, it allowed us to go beyond like ten minutes outside. I mean, mm. it, really, the, it was the bike that kind of let us go further afield to places like Yoga Barn, for example. Um, so we did another class in in Yoga Barn. I mean, I did a few in Radiant Live. Um, did a workshop there too at Chris Fox, and but I did. We went to a class in Yoga Barn, and it was with a chap called Marcus Vade. I think his name was. And for me, that was my most enjoyable yoga experience in in Bali. Um, it was me and Rachel right next to each other, which is nice. We don't get to practice that much together um, in public. And the class had probably 50 people in it. And it was in an unbelievable shala. Um, I mean, it, it was like a thatched roof. It was beautiful. It was... The grounds, the whole place was fantastic. Stunning. It was beautiful, so beautiful. You couldn't make it up. It was just, and it had everything you needed there. When now, now you can save a lot of money in Bali, but one way, one way you will hemorrhage money is through buying these glass bottles of kombucha that they sell in the. Um, they're, they're basically like four euro for a bottle, more as expensive as they are in Dublin. But um, that's in, that's what I noticed. The, the yoga was reasonable. I mean, it was. I think it was sixteen euro per class, mm. which is the same as Dublin, really. Yeah. I mean, so it's not not cheap, you'd say. Um, but the class was great. He was a great te- teacher as well. It was really fun. Yeah, it's really fun. It was really just, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't the typical. The teacher very strict and you know reserved. Mm. He was. He was so playful. He was really playful. He was walking through everybody and you know having a laugh. He he picked up the girl in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> when she I was mean, doing. I mean, as in physically picked her up. <laughs> <laughs> not, like. not like they had a Maybe dinner after. <laughs> after. <laughs> I picked her up a couple of times when she was in like Bo pose, yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. Put her, put her arms around his his shoulders. Yeah, and had a had a little walk with her. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> it was fun. Um, but yoga bar was great, and um, the other thing that Pike allowed us to do was we rode all the way out to do a flotation tank, mm. and um, this was in, I think it's called float just float Ubud maybe yeah or float Bali and it's a place out it was up near the mountains up near the mountains yeah yeah it was gorgeous and um but I I'd never done a float tank before you no 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 what do you think of it um yeah I thought it was great I definitely recommend it um but but didn't you I wasn't I wasn't prepared when I when I started off I um yeah, if you have little cuts, you, she said, oh, put Vaseline on any of your cuts to mm. cover it up because it's so salty. So straight away, I was like, ah, oh, because I've, I've psoriasis on the back of my head, a little bit of psoriasis. And um, I really needed to put Vaseline there. Cause I sl- <laughs> um, so I had to get in and out a couple of times before I found um, <laughs> found my groove in there. Yeah. Um, but yep. yeah, the first 15 minutes, the first, I don't know how long, because you're, you're a bit. It's an hour. It, you're an hour there so I don't know maybe about 15 minutes I was like this is so boring yeah. <laughs> I'm just lying here yeah. I, I was I to be honest I, I had a tiny tiny little cut on my leg mm. I didn't even realise it was really a cut 
and the sting was unbearable. I had to get out, back out again, and put Vaseline on. Mm. So we basically didn't listen to what she said. <laughs> we were like, "Ooh, a tank." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> She's like, "Do this, do that." And then um, another thing is, don't touch your face, especially oh, your eyes, because it gets really salty. And then they have <laughs> that, oh, yeah. a spray a spray bottle in the tank, and you you're in. Okay, for a start, you don't wear any clothes. So you're completely naked and you've got these earplugs in. You're getting into a tank. Uh, it's pitch black. And so you feel a little bit kind of vulnerable. And then um, they have a, I don't know, they have a, a spray, spray something, a spray um, can or whatever, a spray bottle next to where you're lying. And I started getting salt in my eyes. So I started spraying my face <laughs> at the bottle. And I was thinking, Fuck it. This, is, I was like, this is way worse. But the bottle was, why is the bottle? Vinegar. Was, Bottles for, is it for vinegar? I don't know. But that's what she said at What's the start. What's that for? I don't know. Because basically I had salt in my eyes and I sprayed vinegar in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're just missing the chips. So, <laughs> it's so bad. So I was like, and then I had to get back out and wash my face in actual water. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the tank was great. Then, then I, I mean, all in all, it was a great experience. Again, 60 euro per, or $60. So same price you pay in Dublin. And then after we had dinner when we were there, which was really lovely. Um, the, the, the experience itself was a little bit trippy because I was lying there for about 15 minutes thinking, what is the point of this? I don't know what's going on. And then I just said, I'll just breathe and relax. And, um, you know, do I did some alms, some chanting. Same yeah, just to relax myself. And then I thought, I'll just close my eyes i wasn't sure if my eyes were open or closed i was a bit i was in that <laughs> i was in that state after a while i got into this state of am i in between awake and asleep yeah. and i um i started hearing kevin breathing and we we were in separate tanks in yeah. separate rooms completely and i was like oh yeah there's kevin he's gotten in here i was like am i asleep no i'm awake you don't really know what's going on because yeah. all of your senses are you know sensory deprivation exactly. so you're floating it feels like you're just floating through space and colours started to, to show show up and it was really it was really cool. I'd yeah. say it probably takes a while, you know, it, it probably doesn't happen for somebody who doesn't meditate very often or doesn't isn't used to relaxing. Yes. So it's probably good at the start just to relax. But if you were someone who meditates a lot or um spends a lot of time just relaxing, mm-hmm. it's easy to get into that state of oh, I'm starting to see colours or my imagination is running away with me a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that um, if yeah, if you practice regular meditation, you'd find it, you'd enjoy it a lot more. Hmm. Um, so then, so then we had dinner there after that and then, which was the dinner, I mean, anywhere you go in Ubud or in Bali, the food is really good. Like pretty yeah. much, wasn't it? It was all yeah. really good vegan stuff. Um and reasonably priced as well but, but you know people said to me before i went they're like oh you're gonna it's like a dollar for dinner I'm like no hold on a sec <laughs> it's about ten dollars for dinner that's, that's, people do like to exaggerate don't they you know we we all do i think we people we exaggerate to kind of make something sound more impressive but um yeah i, I fr- don't even know what we spent there because I the know, money I, was so confusing i know we we're yeah. in the millions we're I like know. oh we'll just take a couple million out exactly bank. whatever i don't know yeah it, it's a couple of hundred for this sure sure you know yeah i mean i never budget on holiday like, no that's i mean 
what but um <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, i don't budget anyway <laughs> anything I'm like, i just I'll hope base- for the best <laughs> yeah just see what you've got left over in the month <laughs> that's my saving tactic um but <laughs> so, <laughs> so um the other thing we did uh in Ubud towards the end of our, our stay there was we went to the water temple oh when we went to the water temple the water temple was great and when we changed and then before we went into basically the way it was set up was there was a massive temple and in the center there was like it was almost like a fountain full of pipes Mm. um and you got in and um you said like a A little prayer a little prayer type thing and then went under the water but Mm. before we started before we went in there um somebody bumped into Kevin and was like, oh, I listened to your podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm from um, Australia. <laughs> New was Zealand. It? New Zealand. Yeah. Like, oh, shout out to that guy. Shout out to that guy, actually. <laughs> that was Andrew, Andrew and Robin. It's so cool. It's like, oh, Kevin is famous. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're actually yeah. an Irish couple, um, an Irish couple that were living in New Zealand. Yeah. And he said... Um, They're starting out. Uh, as yoga teachers they're starting out as yoga teachers they, they've done their, their 200 hours and they um, yeah they, they Andrew Buckley that's it and Robin his missus his wife Robin they started doing their 200 hours and um, yeah it was crazy they said oh are you Kevin from the Yoga Life podcast <laughs> I said I was, it was really cool because I, I and I remember um, I, I get a bit awkward it doesn't happen that often but if someone recognises me uh, I just it's just a bit strange for me. I mean, I'm I'm massively flattered. And actually, Robin, his missus, she was lovely. She said, do you get sick of people saying to you, oh, I listen to your podcast? I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I said, "I this is the highlight of my day. I, I will be yeah. talking about this. Or, this, is, this is what like keeps me, go- not keeps me going, but it's a huge compliment if someone recognizes me or my voice or whatever. And... Um, yeah, it was. And so so after we did the water temple, what was the next time? The, the cacao ceremony before we left. Oh, we went to the monkey forest. Oh, the monkey forest, yeah. <laughs> well, my- that was hilarious because we were completely paranoid before we went to it. Um, we were reading up online things to do in Ubud and like the number one thing that pops up is go to the monkey forest. Yeah. Um, so we were reading about that, where it was, like, you know, what's it about? And there was all these warnings that the monkeys were dangerous and they'd rob like they'd rob things out of your pockets and mm. you know they'd scratch and bite you and and they'd <laughs> jump all over jump on your head and so <laughs> i was completely paranoid i went and bought con- i wear glasses and i went and i was like we have to go and get contact lenses because they're going to run away my glasses are shiny they're going to love them <laughs> and then before we went as well i was like empty all your pockets don't bring any don't bring any bags and i had money like hidden away in my bra <laughs> I was like I, I, just in case they they go through all my pockets and my shoes but then we went there and um it was fine the monkeys were yeah it the was monkeys fun. were fine they were doing their own thing yeah monkey forest was good but i think overrated uh, it's like as a for ubud it's like one of the main attractions i thought it was, it was cool but um it oh, was no, quite I, I loved it I, I i liked it but um when we walked in there you walk through this tunnel i think it's a pretty unnecessary tunnel just to kind of <laughs> add the scare factor and it's all pitch black and you come out and the first first thing that happened to us as soon as you walked out of the tunnel was this um like kind of asian lady as in like japanese perhaps was all in blinged up she had a camera and 
you know, shiny necklace and stuff. And she was walking out as we were walking in and a monkey jumps on her. So that was kind of entertaining <laughs> to watch her like yelp. But it was all part of our, um, oh, we're nervous going in here in case mm. the monkeys do st- something to us because there was all these signs before you went in. So you went through, <laughs> before you went through this dark, scary tunnel, there was all these signs. Don't look the monkey in the eye. Don't run. Don't smile. Don't make any sudden movements. Yeah. We're like, oh my God. What can you, don't, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, what's going to happen in here? And then we go to that scary tunnel and the first thing that we see is a monkey fall from a tree onto the woman's shoulder. Yeah. She's screaming. So I was terrified, actually, yeah. for the first five minutes. But then it was, it was lovely. It was I was trying, nice. I was trying to be like, pretend like I was being a big man walking ahead of you, but I was a bit like, geez, a monkey jumps on me, I don't know what I'll do. Uh, I just carry on walking, I suppose. But um, yeah, so we went, we were in there for about an hour. We did a, t- a tour of it. Um, it. It was cool. Uh, we didn't we didn't take any pictures. We didn't bring a camera with us because we were terrified. Because we were terrified. <laughs> and we're ter- uh, but also as well, <laughs> we're like, obvious. but also as well, also as well, Rachel. Okay. We talked about this before. It's mm. like how many? Who wants to see a picture of a monkey? If I came back and were like, here's a picture of monkey. Monkey, but so what? I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't I'm, a, I'm a bit like that when it comes to taking pictures when I'm on holiday. I mean, I, I, I mean, part of my job is to have pictures of me. And I was thinking, I want to take pictures when I'm in Bali because it's a yoga place. I'm a yoga teacher. But the other part of me was like, I'm on holiday with you. I don't want every day to be a photo shoot occasionally get a picture here and there mm. and plus as well if someone comes back from holiday and is like oh do you want to see my holiday photos my first thoughts are definitely not <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible i don't care about your holiday photos if i'm not in the photos i don't want to see them <laughs> but but if i want to see a picture of a monkey i'll just google, i'll just google it i'm good you know yeah some pictures are a little unnecessary yeah yeah um i wouldn't be a, i wouldn't be a, a photo person really at all no but we did we did get a, we did get some pics and i think some. which which are nice because it is to look nice to look back on certain occasions mm. um but just oh not... sorry no, go on. you know what we did in Ubud? We went to that uh, dance ceremony, you know, at the palace. Dance? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Kevin God. doesn't want to talk about this because... I think I've wiped it from my mind because I'm emotionally scarred. You're like, what dance ceremony? One of the nights, um, <sighs> every night, the palace um, has a traditional dance ceremony. It's free and you just wander in. Um, oh no, well, was it wasn't free. free. No, it wasn't free. Was it free? So I paid for it. That's why. <laughs> oh, okay. It was free for me. <laughs> um, and you're just you're sitting on the ground, and they come out wearing like traditional outfits. They were amazing. Like their um, dance moves were very subtle, but they were using their fingers and their eyes. Mm. It just it looked really unusual. Nothing like you'd see anywhere, and uh, nothing like an- I'd seen anywhere anyway. Same. Um, but their costumes were outrageous, mm. and um, they had fi- it was a five piece, um, five piece dance routine, and the second piece was uh, a dance of Satan enjoying himself in a jungle forest, was the description, and um, he was terrifying. He was wearing this mask that was uh, the eyes were so bulging and all mm. the colors. It was just it was like a, a clown. It was like a horror movie clown. It's a bit like a sa- samurai type mask, if you can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he came out and he was shaking around, getting up in everybody's face. And he came over and I was freaked out and I'm like clutching onto Kevin. Like, God. <laughs> and um, he came over to us and um, started uh, dancing in front of us for ages. And Kevin was like, 
putting up his fingers the sign of the cross <laughs> please make it stop and then your man uh, Satan <laughs> pulls Kevin up onto the stage I, because what happened was I was to, I was trying to be trying to basically make I, I was the bloke sitting at the front row trying to make his girlfriend laugh by taking the mick out of the entertainer you know that, and <laughs> I, I was like saying oh this reminds me of me when I used to rave and I beef her and just like trying to mock him subtly to Rach to make her laugh so then he seen this came over. I did the sign of the cross, and then right, <laughs> and, it all, <laughs> and it all went wrong. Um, they he pulled him up onto the onto the stage and made him dance. Oh, it was oh, brilliant! God. And the dance, it was like um, oh, God. it was like a twerk kind of dance, oh, God. but like a vi- even more like a vibrating twerk, if you can imagine. Oh, so awkward. And they left him up there for a while. <laughs> brilliant. His, yeah. And actually, a couple of days later, people <laughs> were like, "Oh." were you at that dance festival <laughs> or that dance ceremony in the palace you know that was yeah, brilliant that was so funny You're he's mortified he's completely red he came back down head between his between his knees oh it was brilliant there's always there's always, sometimes you know you're in an audience and you're there's always like one poor bastard that gets pulled up yeah. i was that guy and i don't even think they they probably don't even do that every night it's no, just i think he made an exception of me because he just <laughs> wanted to punt it yeah so speaking of pictures you know i made sure i got a picture, oh, you got a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just a roundabout way of saying that yeah. <laughs> no that's a good one actually um thanks for that <laughs> so um then we went to okay so then uh the last day in bali if i forget anything rachel so mm. put it like I was the last good, day I was in ubud Last in Uber, yeah, mm. thank you. Um, we I seen a poster up in Sayuri. Big shout out to Sayuri, by the way. We love Sayuri. The best food place in Ubud. Um, we so, went there five five times in the one day. I know. I feel like we know the staff. Yeah. Our family. Well, we met Sayuri herself, who owns it. But so I seen a poster up, and it said Vinyasa and Cacao Ceremony, and it was the day we were leaving, nine a.m. So that Sunday before we left for Changu, I said, Rach, do you fancy going for that, to that? I think it was 300,000 each. So it was fairly, it was like 30 quid each, 30 euro, 35 euro, something each. And um, for his two hour workshop. And I thought it'd be nice to do something together on our last last little hurrah um, to leave Ubud. And um, we went, so Rach is up for it, we went, went along, 9 a.m. We got there. It was Johan Kest. Shout out to him, by the way. He's going to be the guy when I do the promo picture of this of this episode. It's going to be myself, Rach, and Johan in the middle. That's the guy with his shirt off, tanned guy. Mm. Um, I, I I actually when I came back, I showed my pictures to people in work. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, it's just you and a half naked man there." <laughs> What's the story there? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> because we didn't even we didn't take too many too many pictures, and it just looks like. Why did you? Why that one? Yeah, but it, <laughs> well, but, yeah, it was... but it was it was um, yeah. So we, I I had known of Johan before just from Instagram, and you know he, he's he's kind of well known as a he's got a reputation internationally as a teacher, and so we we just sat down. There was probably twelve people there at the back of Suri in a little studio, and Johan comes in, and he comes in with this chap called Grant blonde haired guy was carrying a pair of bongos i thought all right the bongos is, is worrying me a little bit here well, what's going on what's going on is it going to be music but do i have to dance again basically i was thinking <laughs> you know um and then we sat down and then what was the first thing we did 
they handed out um oh yeah chocolate oh it was delicious hot chocolate it, basically it, yeah but it was it was kind of spicy it was unusual it was, yeah it it's, was cacao I don't know what they had in a chili or yeah that's traditionally how the the, the Mayans would drink it is with chili and delicious. we kind of it was nine o'clock in the morning and we're saluting they're like cacao or whatever it's <laughs> <laughs> we did not do that. <laughs> what happened was they handed out they handed out chocolate, a drink of chocolate to everybody, hot chocolate, and um, your man starts playing a ukulele, was it or bongos? Yeah, he, he's playing an, an instrument, and um, everybody started singing. I know straight away, and Kevin looks at me. He's like. We're in deep. <laughs> There's no back now. And I was like, oh God, this is two hours. What's, what's going to happen here? <laughs> and we were just like silently singing along and everybody was crazy for it. Yeah. They were belting, belting out the song. And it seemed like everybody knew the song. I know. I don't know. But um, yeah, we did that. What, so we, we, drank, we drank the cacao and then... We did some partner stuff then. You, oh yeah. So I'm, I put my mat... My mat Next to Rach, I'm in between Rach and Suri, the little Japanese lady. I probably shouldn't say little. <laughs> She's perfectly sized Japanese person who uh, <laughs> who sat her mat next to me. And then next to Rach was this um, man, uh, yeah, young man, and um, ended up. I thought I'm not going to partner with Rach because it's a bit obvious, you know, we're together. So I let her partner, not let her. Um, I, I gave pa- permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Rach partnered up with the guy next to her, and I partnered up with Sayori. And the first thing we did was these seated partner stretches. So you sit in Sukhasana back to back and do some breathing, which is really mm. nice. I enjoy that. And then um, leaning forward, leaning backwards on each other, so kind of assisted stretches. And um, then it got a little bit more intimate. Those kind of hand holding type stretches. And then we started practicing, <laughs> and it was it was a strong jo- oh, yeah. Johan Kest practice. It was he was like, <laughs> so Johan was like, I'm not. I, I mean, shout out to Johan by the way. <laughs> he, he, what a great guy! But it was so funny the way his class was like. I haven't been to a class like that before. Yeah, either. He was like. Um, beautiful people don't happen by accident. Beautiful people, yeah. Beautiful people is. Um, I think that's quite a good accent. I- yeah, it's yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, don't have an accent. He's like, beautiful people are made. And then uh, he was talking about like what makes someone beautiful while we were practicing. And he, it was it was really unusual. What he did yeah. was, he he went through a sequence with us twice maybe, mm-hmm. and then he left us to do it ourselves mm-hmm. in our own time. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we were doing it in our own time, he had like, um, kind of dance music on, mm. like. Uh, he he actually played beautiful people, yeah, Chris, Chris Brown, yeah, yeah. in the background. So that that type of music, while we did our own thing, and we all went at different paces. Mm-hmm. And then he was like shouting out quotes, mm-hmm. like getting us going. Yeah, it was actually really nice because really you were nice. doing your own thing, listening to uh, like really uplifting nice, house, up, yeah, happy music. Yeah, and then listening to him say, you know, you're worth it, and you know, build yourself up, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and he, he did about two sequences and we were doing our own thing. It was, re- it was really good. Yeah. But during, I, I got the fright of my life. We did it for, I don't know how long we were doing the yoga for, but it was really fast yoga. Mm-hmm. It was really dynamic. 
and he kept saying you know now you're 20 minutes into your warm up now you're 40 minutes into your warm up and I go oh my god this is the warm up I can't handle this all these planks all these side planks my body's not made for this and in my head I'm like this is like it didn't I didn't give you a finish time on the poster and I'm like oh my god what if this is all day I can't handle this but um, we did do it for too long. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. But it, it was actually necessary in the end because without sounding cliche, when you, it reminded me of being in space when I was in Ibiza back in 2016. Uh, no, 2007, when I was off my head on ecstasy. <laughs> I'm glad that you said in Ibiza because I was like, it reminded you of space. being in space. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? Because because yeah. it, I, it was euphoric. There was house music playing. We were sweating because the sun was peeking in through the canopy, and um, motivational quotes coming from Johan. Johan, and I, I was buzzing. I was absolutely buzzing. So mm. all the awkwardness and the inhibitions I had at the start were kind of fading away. I was like, mm. ah, I'm up for this now. Yeah, whatever's whatever's coming next, I'm kind of up for it. And then what came next was um, was pretty in, intense. Was, was the dancing. The dancing we did next. We just started dancing. Then. Yeah, straight away. He um they started playing mm. um ukulele, the ukulele, and everybody started singing along and dancing. And yeah. that's they made a circle. Kevin got in the in the center. He's <laughs> 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 like, I got this. <laughs> I was on stage last night. No problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I did the caterpillar, which is like what I used to do back in the day um, my kind of party piece <laughs> not very well um, but um, and I slipped actually doing it but uh, I think people expected more and I was like that's all I got so I just <laughs> walked, walked back into the circle again um, but and then we so we were dancing around and I was thinking yeah my inhibitions are, are kind of gone I'm up for this as, as much as I'll ever be when you're sober and it's 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and um, and then after we did the dancing we stood around in a circle put our arms on each other did like some kind of kicking our legs and jumping around mm. and then he said okay now we're going to do some long eye contact holding like was that right yeah he um what he made us do was we were in the circle <clears throat> and he said we're going to slow it down so we started singing and then we started singing more quietly and a little bit a little bit softer to kind of relax us a little bit mm. and then he made us close our eyes and we detached from everybody yeah. um and what he said was he did like a small meditation like a couple of minutes while we had our eyes closed and then he said you're going to um use your int intuition to walk um forward and find a partner mm -hmm. and then when then when we found the partner we stared into their eyes for i don't know how long it was i'd say it was like five minutes yeah it was a decent amount of time um yeah and then we held hands with that person and hugged them and like Who'd you get in the first time with your first high gazer? I got the guy who was my partner for the stretching. Okay, so this yeah. guy, and I got um, this guy. Oh, I follow him on Instagram now. Actually, he's a. Uh, oh damn, sorry mate, I forgot your name. But he seems like a really nice guy. Um, young American lad, very tall, kind of built a bit like Nate Diaz. And my experience was, I just opened my eyes and he's standing in front of me. He's probably. I mean, I'm six foot. Uh, I'm five eleven and three quarters, right? <laughs> but he was about six two, six three. So I'm looking up at him. He's sweating, shirt off, kind of uh, athletic looking guy, and I'm thinking, I feel like I'm in a stare down for the UFC. So I was in, <laughs> I was in kind of a slightly aggressive mode. I was looking up at him, like I ain't gonna break. 
And then he's looking <laughs> down at me. I could his nostrils kind of flaring. And I thought, right, I'm just going to look at this guy. And I couldn't get out of my mind that this wasn't an aggressive thing. I thought, I know, I need to stop <laughs> thinking aggressive thoughts. And then, and then, um, yeah, once I got over that, it was, he kind of looked at me really deeply, like his eyes were slightly twitching and he kind of was looking right in my soul. And, he, and then he started slightly nodding. And I, I was like, yeah, this is cool, man, actually. And as this was going on, Johan was going, peel away the layers and see what's beneath the surface and this stuff. And it was actually working quite well. Um, Rach, how was your first there? You want to talk about that? Hmm? You got something to tell me? <laughs> um, I got the the same person who I did the partner stretching with at the start. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, it was very intimate. He he was I was staring up at him. He's staring back down at me, and we didn't lose contact at all. There was no there was no like twitching or awkwardness or blinking or anything but it wasn't like i'm gonna keep my eyes open you know competition mm, or anything mm. it was it was it was really um it was really sweet actually and um but your man yeah at the end we were yeah this well this guy <laughs> this know, guy it's been a bit awkward. You feel awkward okay well let me let me take over a little bit um this guy was both feet in I mean, he was fully in from the from the get go, and I really admire that. He had absolutely no inhibitions, none. And, you know, he was looking at Rach as far as I remember, and he was kind of like, ah, yeah, like doing this, these big long breaths, like these kind of like ah, type sighs. Mm. And um, fair play, like he didn't feel awkward about that at all. He was almost like he was kind of drinking in the experience, yeah. like, metaphorically speaking. And he, and then after we did the eye gaze, we gave the person a hug and he really hugged Rach. I mean, he was like giving a big, and it wasn't in a, I don't think it was in a sexual way at all, actually. I no, really no. think it was platonic. He was just, he's a good soul. I, he is someone who, oh, do you know his name? No. No, you never got his name. But he is someone who like exposes, exposed his soul that day. Maybe he's yeah. always like that, but I really, it was, I admire that a lot, impressed, yeah. yeah. Um, who'd you get second? you oh yeah so um then we didn't know how many we were gonna and we thought how many times are we gonna be doing this so we had to do it again i thought bloody hell we're doing it again um <laughs> just because i was a bit like i'm drained after the first one yeah it was so the second one we were walking around trying to find someone and i kind of purposely walked in rachel's direction i think you purposely walked in mine i hope <laughs> you, you weren't looking <laughs> i'm for, like trying to dodge you <laughs> you're looking for that geezer again yeah, I'm like where is he gone <laughs> no, it, so, it, it was so intimate though looking mm. at somebody's looking into somebody's eyes for an extended amount of time is so intimate mm. yeah so then mm. I, I got Rach and um, so I started looking at Rach and it was I went from looking at this tall guy and feeling quite an aggressive feeling quite aggressive and um, slightly agitated to looking at Rach and I'm looking down at Rach and um, you know I don't need to embarrass you but like Rach is really cute um, <laughs> she's got a little nose and really big eyes and um <laughs> I uh, sorry, Rach, but I thought um, so. She's looking up at me, and I'm thinking, well, she looks so cute for a start. But secondly, this is really sappy. I know. Sorry, um, I think like, oh God, I really love Rach. I mean, like, she's the world. She means the world to me, mm. and um, I, I re so much of my happiness is is it just comes from her. That it's quite overwhelming how much she means to me. And then I thought, shit, I'm gonna cry. 
<laughs> I, and I didn't know where to look. I started, my face started twitching. I thought, Rachel's never seen me cry. So I started looking down at the floor. I was looking off to one side and I could tell when I looked back at Rachel, she was thinking, what's going on with Kev? Why is he kind of looking all over the shop? And and I looked there and I felt my chin going. So you know your chin starts to wobble and I thought, oh, this ain't a good look. And I thought, I can't, I can't help it. So I basically cried. Um, I wasn't sobbing, but I just it, I just got a little bit overwhelmed. And um, yeah, then when that ended, we had a hug and probably said I love you and yeah. you know. Um, and then they made us do it again. Not not, <laughs> not, not made us, but we, we we did it again. And the next time I got Siori, the girl that owns mm. the restaurant. And who did you get? Oh, I got um, uh, this little woman. Little woman. <laughs> she was smaller than me, so. Yeah. <laughs> she was little. Yeah, so it's got. So. But yeah, it was a big transition going. It was nice that we did it three times because the tra- the mm. the three um, times we did it were completely different, completely different experiences. Like I went from um, the first guy who was really open that's what i felt what i felt from the first guy was he's really open mm. he's um embrace he's embracing the whole thing he's taken me in he's n- really non-threatening mm. i feel safe opening myself up here and then the second was kev and i felt a bit i felt it felt a bit strange with kev because i just came from your man who was uh, he was drinking in the whole thing he, d- he didn't lose eye contact at all he was um i could feel his warm breath on my face which Whoa. is like because we were that's how close we were and then i went to kev and he was really twitchy and i didn't realize that he was feeling emotional at the start i'm like looking up at him um thinking oh this is great we're gonna have like this connection here and i'm like he won't make eye contact with me what's going on and then i could see his eyes welling up and i, I was like oh my god it was really it was a really good moment for us, I think. Mm-hmm. It was a really intimate moment. Um and then the third person that I got was this woman. She's like she's probably up to my shoulder. And because you were so close you were I think you were holding hands with the person at this one. Mm-hmm. They kinda changed throughout the three different ones, but I think I, we were holding hands and because she was smaller, I felt like God I can't stand here properly. Mm-hmm. I need to like bend and do some sort of like mini squat Mm -hmm. to be at eye level with her and I just uh, I was a bit distracted on the third one because I was thinking god it must be awful to be a man in a relationship and have to like (laughs) squat down to kiss or hunch down to kiss your girlfriend it's all I all I kept thinking was god I'm so happy that I'm a woman and my boyfriend is taller than me (laughs) which is like uh, not what I should have been doing (laughs) but I I think (laughs) I know yeah but I I was like I'm, I'm way too open I'm, I'm already after doing 10 minutes one with a complete stranger and then with kev mm. of this is who i am because you're completely vulnerable mm-hmm. it's it's so strange because all you're doing is staring at another person looking at their looking into their eyes but you're, you feel completely vulnerable mm-hmm. and then by the third person i, d- I couldn't really uh do it for any longer mm. i was i was just feeling oh this is physically yeah not where i'm at it was actually yeah I mean, I was hugging Sayori because we had to hug at the end again. Uh, we hug. And uh, she's, like I said, this is the little Japanese lady. <laughs> and uh, she was getting a pain in her neck and I was getting a pain in my back <laughs> from, from hugging. <laughs> so, um, and then after that, we sat around in a circle 
and this was the last thing we did for this mm. um, seminar, this ceremony. And everyone opened up about, they went around the circle saying like, anything they wanted anything basically. they want it was a free-for-all you know um are we may actually bother saying anything because like I, i've got nothing to give man i've just been crying you know mm. <laughs> i mean <laughs> and a, a few people said some things that were one one lady who um said uh she's comes from a place where she's had she experienced two earthquakes been made homeless twice and um lost members of her family to natural disasters and she's just grateful for i mean there was a lot of kind of i'm super grateful nurturing and these kind of slightly cliched lines that people come out with and i was just like i'm done with this man i just want some breakfast now <laughs> <laughs> but but she wanted to see afterwards and funny enough rach me and rach sat down afterwards to have breakfast in Surrey, mm. and we put on a dictaphone we recorded what happened because yeah. we were like we want to do a podcast about this yeah. well i wanted to anyway and rach uh, would join me which was you know and um <laughs> which, which where we were where we are now um mm. but it was um it ended up being definitely the highlight of ubud for me plus i found my soulmate there you have a geezer yeah <laughs> <laughs> when i was leaving um uh, my partner um from the start said you know he gave me a hug he was like i'll see you around and you know i feel like we've got a soul connection yeah. here I, like, I know. Oh. This, yeah, so Rach is kind of crouching down. He's hugging her because he's sitting on the floor, and I'm there waiting while she's hugging <laughs> some other geezer. And um, the bloke, the, there's a bloke sitting next to him, looking on at me and what's going on here. And I jokingly, I, I jokingly said to him, I says, "She came at me, but she's leaving with, leaving with him." <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. Um, but, Gotta be open-minded in these yeah, things. Yeah. So lucky enough, Rach had breakfast at me afterwards, <laughs> and. Um, but yeah, that and then we we made our way to Changu. Yeah, from there afterwards, we basically went straight to Changu from there. Well, yeah, we brought, yeah, we bought, yeah. The motorbike we already brought that back the day before. Oh yeah. And um, that was a Sunday. Went to, straight down to Changu. We got a cab. Oh yeah. Oh, we got your man again. Yeah, same driver oh, yeah. took us there mm. from the airport. Yeah. And when we got to Changu, oh, what we stayed in a really nice place. Um, mm, really is gorgeous. Really gorgeous place, but Changu is on the beach. It's right on the coast, and it's a bit like Miami. You know, it's they have really commercial, a lot of Botox going on there, probably a few steroids flying around, mm. and a bit posery. Mm. So, on first impressions, I thought this isn't really. I it's not. I don't. I, it I'm, was the thing about it was I on. only coming back when we were there. We were like, oh, this is so commercial and so westernized um it's like america here or mm. spain maybe um but then uh, i think it's because we came from ubud yeah and U they had ubud was so um it was such a spiritual place mm. everybody they really looked after the environment there they were mm. really conscious uh, everything was vegan it was all like small um restaurants that local local it was yeah. they had all these you know putting out their flowers offerings uh, offerings yeah. in the morning flowers yeah yeah, yeah it was like Offering. it was just mm -hmm. it was completely different it wasn't built up at all we didn't see any mcdonald's or no. any fast food places and mm. it was nice roads easy mm. to get around mm. we get to changu that's a nature i've seen a billabong yeah and and also ubud is up in the mountains loads of greenery everywhere mm. And water, but 
Changu, first thing I seen was a billabong store. Oh God, this is commercial. (laughs) And then there is a road. There is a road. (laughs) (laughs) There is a shortcut you can take. Yeah. And it's actually in like as known as a, a highlight of Changu as in like do, shortcut, do, you, that's what it's called. do you dare to take the shortcut and you can go on YouTube and watch all the accents that happen on it it was a disaster I mean no wonder they have the big there's a lot of people that drive these kind of chopper bikes almost like um, Harley Davidson's with big fat tires and I thought it was just to show off so they look like um what was that um kings of whatever to look kind of cool but it's because of the roads it was i mean oh it was so scary and i'm i'm already nervous on a motorbike and we were right at the end of this shortcut so to get to the beach to get to whatever yoga to get to dinner it was yeah you had to take the shortcut every Mm. time and i'm terrified and it's basically a road that is like it's like it's on stilts it's so high up like if you fought it's so skinny and cars three, three meters wide maybe yeah and there's holes in it as well yeah. there was like a good few hole, potholes that you you couldn't drive through you had to go around this yeah. round that took up like three quarters of the road but it was so scary because cars drove down and motorbikes and everybody there's no regulation like people went on either side of the cars mm. and if you went off the road like you're 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 going down and it's just oh god and i had no control because i was not going to be driving a motorbike um i'm on the back trusting that kevin doesn't because we're going so slowly because of the the congestion at points as well that you know you're naturally on a bike are going to do a little wobble and i'm like Mm. (laughs) i can't breathe but um yeah yeah yeah, so that was our we went on that every day that we had that shortcut and um the good thing about the, the one thing you have in Changu you don't have in Uber is the beach, obviously. Uh, and the, the yeah. beach was lovely. We had a great day. We went out in the waves, jumping around, and it was just lovely to be in the sea, the sea together. And it was hot. Um, and we met Doug, the, the downward Doug. Shout out, yeah. to, shout out to Doug. <laughs> we really, we love Doug. Um, <laughs> we love Doug. <laughs> yeah. But um, so we we met Doug out there as well, and. It was uh, the yoga out there. We were told about this place called The Practice and I was given tickets for The Practice. And when I walked in, I was like, well, this is the most beautiful yoga studio I've ever seen. I, I even think it, I actually preferred it to... Um, yoga Barn. Yoga Barn in terms of beauty. I thought it was just stunning. Well, it's probably on a... On it was a, probably about the same level. Probably about the same there. It's really beautiful, yeah. But the, but the practice was just... It was just so well done. I mean, they had assistants to help put away your mat. Like, I can put away my map, but just <laughs> just the fact that it had and they that. had the ginger tea. Ah, oh. oh. I, I have to say, in terms of how was ran, how beautiful it was, the staff, the, just professionalism, the practice was numero uno. Hmm. But um, we went to, I went to three classes. I think you went to one or two, did you? H? I went to two. Two, and I, I didn't enjoy the yoga there. I thought it was dull. I thought it was uh, not not my, not my cup of tea. I went to three different types of yoga there. I went to moon moon practice a heat practice like sun practice and then um i think it was like a lunchtime thing and the classes were very similar obviously the teachers seem the teachers seem like they've been trained to teach the class a certain way but i found it very very like hatha based as opposed to vinyasa it was uh, more like a movement meditation with very little movement. Yeah, it was. I, I wasn't a fan of the yoga at the practice. Just the, the thing about it that was difficult was, like, the moon, the first one that we went to, the moon practice, hmm. 
it was about six o'clock, seven o'clock, and it was the time when most of the mosquitoes were out. And you were so itchy. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't focus. And it was basically a meditation, is yeah. what it was. There were some very small movements. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was just very difficult to do a meditation mm-hmm. for an hour, an hour and a half, an hour and a half, was it? Oh, yeah. An hour and a half um, when you're just uncomfortable. It's just very difficult. Plus, it's like it's fair enough with the moon class because you expect it to be slow, and you know, you're you're looking inwards with the moon. That's fine. The sun. We went to a sun class the next morning, expecting to like wake up and do sun salutations and, um, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of dynamic movement to get us going and yep. get us ready for the day. But it was almost like the moon class again. It was, yeah. It was yeah. very similar. I, the great, uh, so I, I wasn't a fan of the classes. Just as a practitioner, I didn't. I think they were very well done, but just I don't know a fan of that style of yoga. But one thing that was great about the, another thing that was great about the practice was we went to a talk with Octavio. I forget his surname, but he's the head honcho there, and um, it was brilliant. It was, oh, a ta- it was amazing. Oh, it was, and what a speaker! Um, young guy, Kiwi. Um, there was, I don't know, wait, what, 150 people in the room? Yeah, it was packed. It was packed. And people kept coming. People kept Even like half an hour into it, people were still arriving. Uh, this guy, um, and he was like, he was a bit, reminded me a bit of Obama. You know, he, <laughs> he'd he say like, he'd say something, and then he'd pause, and then he'd look around. You know, And I thought, wow, this guy's really managing the room so well. He's a great speaker. And it, it's, the talk was on Tantra, and it's really interesting, really well done. He knew his stuff you know um really well um and it was so interesting and I, it like, was actually yeah i was thinking uh, like we went we said oh it was in the evening and we were like oh yeah we can go for dinner and then go to this talk it was on at like eight o'clock or something mm-hmm. something like that eight o'clock and we expected it to go on for maybe a half an hour but it went on for at least two hours yeah. two and a half maybe mm-hmm. And um, we only found that out when we when we arrived because we said, oh, is this, what is this, 20 minutes, half an hour? No, no, at least two hours. And I'm thinking, how is he going to talk about this for over two hours mm-hmm. and keep it, you know, interesting and exciting? Yeah. And But it, he was amazing. Yeah. And it was like something I never really thought about. And yeah, yeah shout out to that guy. Shout out to <laughs> yeah. I'm not on these podcasts, so I'm going to shout out to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so that that was good um, at the practice. You also went to Bouldering, which is a really fun little gym, um, yeah. barley, barley climbing. Uh, God, no, but the the climbing was so hard. It was, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, was, it was so hard. I mean, um, I, I consider myself an intermediate level climber. I couldn't do any of the routes I, I maybe like two of the routes and uh, i couldn't do anything yeah. <laughs> it's like i don't even know how to get onto the wall <laughs> and this is why i actually had barley belly that was, that was in the middle of my barley belly where i had like no i hadn't eaten the whole day but i thought i need to get out and move so we went climbing mm. and middle of the day in barley it's roasting hot mm. so i thought we need to do something we're inside and that was great um rach got an ear infection from the pool Sorry, Rach, I'm shouting the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you, Rach? <laughs> I did. You got an ear infection, which messed her up quite badly. Um, and um, yeah. but then, but then we got it sorted. Got it sorted because she couldn't hear anything, so we went and got it syringed in the local. Yeah. Oh, what! Shout out to that doctor. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shout out to everyone. No, what? He, he was a... Oh, he was so nice. Oh, oh he was... Oh, I loved him. Yeah. He cured he me. He has He has healing hands. I know. He, but, um... Yeah, he syringes yeah. your ears a couple of times. Yeah. It's nice, it's nice stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, just try that out there. <laughs> yeah. And um, you were... You were unblocked after that so yeah um funny though because i couldn't hear for i didn't realize how mm. bad badly blocked i was i couldn't hear a thing and i'm we met doug for dinner mm. one of the days that <laughs> one of the days that i couldn't hear a thing mm. and everything he said i was like why would he say that i was hearing completely different words and yeah, yeah. it kind of threw it, it, it threw us a bit yeah, yeah it threw, threw me because yeah. I was sick you had a new infection so it was that happens on holiday and that's something you have to be wary of is you know what you're eating and things like ear infections in, in pools which is really common I got one when I was in Greece mm. um, what else we do in Changu what did we do in Changu anything of note we were going to go yeah. surfing but we never did um, We because I, I was nervous about surfing I I, I I was like, oh, we'll just test the water out again mm. every day. We'll just yeah. test it. <laughs> yeah, Make Ch- sure it's safe. <laughs> Ch- Chang- Changi was a bit like... Um, we we were, just relaxed. We really. just relaxed, yeah. And we, and we were the beach. And, and we were sick as well, so there's a lot of lying in bed, to be honest, you know, like kind of mm. just trying to get better. And, yeah. yeah, and that's that's what happens. But um, the highlight... We went Ch- to some really nice places, though. We went to um, that Michelin star place. Yeah, but okay. we didn't know it was Michelin star. Yeah, okay, good, good point. Yeah, we did. We went to Michelin star restaurant a couple of times, but that's the thing. When we were in Hubbard, we ate really clean, savory food, which is like a lot of vegan, no oils, no sauces. Mm. When we got to Changu, we started eating like Henry VIII, <laughs> and yeah. and we got, that's we got sick as a dog because we were eating all yeah. this rich food, and it just went. I felt sluggish. I didn't want to move, which is really unlike me. I was kind of felt lethargic, and um, but then the highlight for me for Changu, apart from obviously meeting Doug, um, was um, I did a private with Devin Kelly, as in I was the student. <laughs> <laughs> um, sh- big shout out to Devin. So I uh, met him in Nirvana Strength and um, it's so funny because I've been a fan of his for a while and I've he's been on my podcast before and um, he, on his Instagram, he comes across quite intense because, you know, he's up in the mountains in China practicing handstands and one-arm chin-ups. Hmm. And then when you meet him, he's such a lovely guy. He, he, I met him in Nirvana Strength, give me a big hug and... Um, yeah, we had a, we we I did a handstand one to one with him, and that geezer's on another level. I mean, it was just so an honour to like train with someone like that for an hour. And he was he was he was saying to me, um, "Yeah, man, look, if we overrun a little bit, we can do more stuff like do some pulling uh, techniques together." He, he was basically saying like we could train for as long as you're. We have we have time. We don't have to stick to the hour. And I, well, I was a bit like, well, listen, I don't want to leave Rach. You know, I said I'd be away for an hour. I want to get back, and we were leaving that day. But, yeah, the one-to-one with Devon was fantastic. And um, and then after that, he came back to our villa with um, his Mrs. Yao Yao, and we did podcast. So we did that. Um, that lasted for about an hour or so, and we had food together. And, yeah, Devon was cool, man. I mean, mm. he, he was like, when we were eating, he was eating in a squat position. I was just like, like, I'll just just wait. I'll squat here. <laughs> and I thought, wow, this guy's legit. You know, he's the real deal. Um, 
but yeah it was it was an honor to meet him and i think he's going to do great things out there but you know you can listen to the podcast that i did with devin to to learn more about that you're on a podcast promoting another podcast uh, my <laughs> own one as well it's outrageous um uh, anything else from Changu? um because that was the last day no changu changu is where we just we just relaxed we went to the beach like yeah pretty much most days yeah we went to yoga a couple of times and we just that was like what you would normally do mm. on a holiday yeah. you know no, Go, yeah going it, to the beach going to the pool yeah messing and then, around and then after that uh, podcast with Devin, he left we had dinner and then we went yeah we left we we ordered a taxi from grab i think it's called the grab app um or the other one anyway and ordered it, and the guy's like, I'll be in there there in two minutes, boss. I'm like, yeah, sweet, nice one. So this taxi pulls up. I assume it's the guy. I'm thinking, it doesn't look anything like the picture on the app, but whatever. But we were in a bit of a, a rush, a getting rush. everything, and yeah. yeah. You so, were taking pictures of the bike and everything to send back. And, yeah, and yeah. so he's jumped in his taxi, and it, I was like, nice one. Um, showed him the app on my phone. I said, you know, we're going to the airport. He said, 300. So it says 150 on the app. And basically, I says, look, we'll get out of here right now unless it's 150 quid, 150,000 like we've agreed. And so that was a little bit, I started telling Rach about... Oh my God, it was awful. We got <laughs> in the taxi and uh, he's like, I don't I, I don't think this is the the app person. I'm like, all right, all right, well, whatever, we're in a taxi. We'll just get <laughs> in the airport. And your man didn't let us out because he said, oh, we'll hop out now. And he had the doors locked and mm. uh, he was like, no, airport. I'm like, okay. And I, I'm thinking nothing of it. And Kevin's like, "What? Like, are we going towards the airport? Looking at his phone on Google Maps and everything. Like, what is going on with him? And he was like, oh, I know uh, I know somebody who went to uh, South America and um, hopped in a taxi from the airport and they took him to the middle of nowhere and robbed him. And I was like, what? Oh my God, don't tell me that. So it was like the most tense taxi ride I've ever had in my life. Like, oh God, he's going to take us to the middle of nowhere. Because a couple of nights before, we watched Banged Up Abroad, oh, at the Bali Christ. version. I was like, oh my God, these things happen to innocent people. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to survive. Um, but we yeah. made it, we made it home. Yeah, it took us to the airport. And then when we got to the airport, <laughs> I was like, I says, Rach, um, I've, I rehearsed this script about, because we didn't get upgraded on the way back. We thought maybe we upgrade again. We didn't. We're in economy. And... Um, See why I said that with like disdain. Economy. economy. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so uh, below us now. And I, and I thought, right, I read out how I just Googled how to get upgraded for free. And, it, and one person, this travel blogger said, say this. So I rehearsed it in my head. I was walking up and I said, you know what? I'm just going to go straight to the business line. Walked up and I says, hey, how you doing? Yeah, gave my boarding passes. And they like, oh, this is economy, not business. I said, yeah. Um, so, and I tried this whole thing rehearsed and I forgot what I was saying halfway <laughs> through. And she said, so what are you? And I said, so um, for that reason, can, can we get upgraded? No. Like, okay. <laughs> no, no, she said, oh, hang on a moment. And she went off. She came back and she said, oh, it's your lucky day. Um, <laughs> an upgrade is $800 per person, yeah. whatever it was, I can't remember. We're, and then... Um, yeah, Kevin was all flustered because he he only half remembered his speech, and I was like, "No, no, free, 
<laughs> no, no money. I <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, we didn't. They, we didn't get upgraded. We tried it at every turn. We're going through security. Is there any upgrades? I'm ju- I'm just a security checking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like buying a sandwich. Is there any upgrades? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when we got on the plane and the flight back was, it was alright, wasn't it? It was fine. Yeah. We didn't we didn't sleep at all. No, um, God, we were messed up when we got home. Jesus Christ. The yeah. jet lag killed us. The jet lag. But then, in fairness, after one good sleep, we were done. I mean, we were back to normal. I was fine. But um, that was our trip to Bali. Mm. Any final thoughts, Rach? Um, I don't know. It was a great holiday. Yeah. In case we were overly negative on this. <laughs> we were like, oh, I don't want to do this. But everything kind of, everything went, went well. We didn't kill each other. No, yeah, everything went well. And um, um, we had a good time. Like, yeah. there was a couple of things, obstacles, you know, with the flights were a mess before we left and we both got sick at different times and mm. we had to get a motorbike, which was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we had a great time. I'd, yeah, I'd, re- I'd recommend recommend Bali. Um, but just we, when you go on holiday... It's important to remember things like mosquitoes, like trying to sleep when it's really hot, mm. like um, geckos in your room, <laughs> um, jet lag, airplane food, uh, get, getting sick, um, food poisoning, mm. ear infections. And these are things that you have to just understand these are going to happen. Yeah. When you see photographs of people on holiday, you don't see all that stuff. Mm. And... Um, but definitely, as a one more person, as a couple, it was really good for us because uh, it was some. The second week was kind of trying because we were both sick at the same time. You know, you're around each other a lot, and um, but yeah, it it was great. I mean, Bali, uh, Ubud. I mean, I just Changu, maybe give it a go for a couple of days. But mm. I, I think Ubud, I, I just love that place. Yeah, I loved it so much. Yeah, shout out to Ubud. Shout, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Bali. Ubud. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I uh, wish we remembered our Bali song. What? You know that? You remember when we went to the ceremony and it was like, "Praise Bali," whatever it was. Oh, because um, we could finish on that. It was what, what a sing song. <laughs> yeah, like a sign off. <laughs> okay, one sec. I think it was like, "Thank you, Mama Ubud." When that sound like that? Yeah, but I can't remember the rhythm. Damn it. Thank you, Mother Uber. Uber. <laughs> Thank you. We just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, right, she's still handstands. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Just a couple of things before I let you go. July 6th, I have my heels overhead handstand workshop in the Elba Room. Also on July 27th, I have my teacher training open day yoga hub Castle Knock. The second one is a free event. The first one is not free. You gots to pay. If you go to kevinballyoga.ie forward slash events and retreats, you'll be able to check out all that's happening with me. And I'll leave you with our two sponsors, Om Apparel. Check them out. If you want clothing and you're a fella and you like to do yoga, but you also want to be mindful of your impact on your environment and the world, go to om.com forward slash hashtag TOLP. And you can find yourself some cool looking clothing that is made with sustainable products in manufacturing that's done responsibly. Go to om.com forward slash hashtag T-Y-L-P. So that's O-H-M-M-E dot com forward slash hashtag T-Y-L-P. Check out their full range of eco-active wear for fellas. If you put in the promo code Kevin when you get to checkout, you'll get 15% off your purchases. That's Kevin at checkout 
for 15% off. Last, but most definitely not least, small changes. They make a big difference. So if you go to small changes here in Dublin, you can uh, find yourself some whole food organic produce. Uh, they don't have a, an online offering as yet, but they have one base in Drumcondra, which is in North Dublin, and they're opening another one here soon in Glasnevin. So if you're in the area, if you visit in Dublin, check them out, tell them Kev sent you a say hello. Uh, there's no commission, no promo code, just go in, meet someone, buy some stuff, feel good about yourself and the fact that you're looking after yourself and the world. Thanks so much for listening as always. I hope you have a great week. Chat to you next week.